the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for the opportunity to hear from you tonight, Father God. We ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word, and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. Thank you, Father God, for revelation knowledge flowing freely and unchecked by any spiritual force. We come against any force that will try to hold back, inhibit, or prevent anyone from hearing from you tonight, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for doing this and more for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some of you may have heard of the story of the seven cow woman. This story is about a land far, far away without Shrek. And the way women get married in this land was a dowry had to be paid. And the dowry that was required to pay was a cow, one cow. The number of cows you paid to marry a lady from this town was a reflection of her worth. The highest number of cows ever paid to marry a woman in this town was three cows. There happened to be a lady in this land that nobody wanted to marry. She was deemed unattractive, unwanted. While all her friends were getting married, nobody wanted her. Later on, this wealthy guy from out of town came to the land, and he saw her. He was attracted to her. He loved her. He wanted to marry her. So he went to her dad, and he asked her dad what he had to do to marry the lady. The dad was very surprised. He was shocked, and he was elated because nobody wanted his daughter. So he told the guy that all he had to do was give him a cow. The guy gave her seven cows because of the worth he saw in her. And all of a sudden, the lady that nobody wanted, the lady that was deemed unattractive, became the most beautiful lady in that land. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I want to encourage you all by letting you know that there is somebody better for you. Regardless of what you have experienced in the past, regardless of what anyone may have done to you or said to you, I want to encourage you all by letting you know that there is somebody better for you. And along those lines, I want to first talk to the ladies, then I want to talk to the guys. Now, the things I share with the ladies are applicable to the guys as well, and the things that I tell to the guys are applicable to the ladies as well. I just want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit give you the wisdom to receive what I address with each gender, okay? A lot of times, if you've been in Christian circles, probably heard the ladies say they wanted Boaz. They wanted Boaz. I want a Boaz. 
As I talk about Boaz tonight, ladies, I am not saying that you're going to end up with a guy who's exactly like Boaz. In other words, he's as wealthy as Boaz, as influential as Boaz, as prominent as Boaz. My focus is the fact that he's a godly man, okay? Now, for those of you who don't know who Boaz is, he is in the book of Ruth, four chapters. I encourage you to read the whole story. Boaz is kind of like the personification of a godly man. He's like the quintessential godly man. His, even scholars refer to him as a type shadow of Christ himself. Boaz was wealthy. He was prominent. He was influential. In fact, I like to refer to Boaz as the Proverbs 31 man. A lot of you have heard of the Proverbs 31 woman, but if you read Proverbs 31, it talks about how she was married, and I stand corrected, but I believe it says her husband is an elder in the gate, something like that. So that's Boaz. Boaz was kind of like an elder in Israel. He was influential. So as I talk about Boaz, you know, I want you guys to have all these things in mind. Nevertheless, ladies, if you want Boaz, you have to be Ruth. Let me say that again, because some people didn't hear what I just said. If you want Boaz, you have to be Ruth. If you want to avoid bozos, you need to ensure that you are not ruthless, a ruthless person. Okay? If you want the fruit, you want to be the seed to get the fruit. So if you want Boaz, then you need to be Ruth. We're going to go to the story, just to give a quick overview of the story. The overview basically is Ruth ended up with Boaz. Okay, so ladies, I want to encourage you because you need to be Ruth to get Boaz. So the question is, what were some of the things Ruth did to end up with Boaz? That's my emphasis tonight, okay? So along those lines, I just want to give a quick overview of the story. Ruth chapter 1 through 4, but in Ruth chapter 1, there's a guy named Elimelech. He's married to a lady named Naomi. They have two sons, Malon and Kilion. There was a famine in Israel. Consequently, they left Israel and went to a place called Moab. Unfortunately, Elimelech died. Okay? So Naomi is left with her two sons, Malon and Kilion. Malon and Kilion married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. It's my understanding that the name Oprah derives her name from Orpah. They kept mispronouncing her name. Instead of saying Orpah, they kept saying Oprah. So she just stuck with it. Nevertheless, there was Orpah and there was Ruth. Malon and Kilion, they both married the Moabite women. Malon married Ruth and... uh, Kilion married Orpah. Unfortunately, Malon and Kilion also died. So Naomi is left with her daughters, in-laws, Ruth and Orpah. Now let me stay right there for a minute. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were the children of God. All other nations were not. So the Moabites were part of all other nations. They were not children of God. I feel like some of you ladies may feel like Orpah and Ruth because from their perspective, from the perspective of this young Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth, marrying this Israelite men was like marrying up. Okay? Because these are Israelite men. 
So by default, they were children of God. It's kind of like someone who's been in the world. You've been in relationships that were not godly. They didn't line up with scripture. And you say, you know what? I'm done with that. I want to marry a Christian man. I want to have a relationship with a godly man. I want to have a relationship with someone who is a child of God. And you did, like Orpah and Ruth. But they died. I wonder how many ladies feel this way. They tried the world's way. They didn't like it. They've been told that marrying a Christian guy is the way to go. And they got themselves in a relationship with someone who's a Christian. And the relationship died. It failed. Divorce happened. And they're devastated, thinking, wait a minute, this is supposed to be a better relationship. This, you know, this is a Christian I'm involved with. But, but it died. The name Malon means sickly. Some translations say sick. Some say invalid. The name Kilion means pining or wasting away. I wonder how many ladies who've said, you know what, I want to do things God's way, I want to date a Christian guy, and they hook up with someone who's supposed to be a Christian guy, but he's either a waste of your time, you feel like he's wasting away, irresponsible, or the relationship is unhealthy. You feel like this guy is sick. Or bottom line, this relationship is unhealthy. I'm like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a godly relationship. This is a Christian guy. And consequently, the relationship dies. It falters. It doesn't go anywhere. And you're devastated. So Ruth and Orpah, this is their situation right now. They've, 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 they've made an effort to, to do it God's way despite their background, and it didn't work. And for a lot of ladies, I believe even right now, they're feeling that way, feeling there's no hope. But I want to encourage you, if that's your experience, I want to encourage you, if that's your experience, there is someone better for you. Because if you want Boaz, you have to be Ruth, because this is not strange. Before Ruth ended up with Boaz, she had to go through this. And sometimes that's the route you have to go through. You have to deal with the guy who's irresponsible, who's wasting away, who's wasting your time. You have to deal with the guy who makes a relationship unhealthy before you get to Boaz. Somebody once said, before you meet the handsome prince, sometimes you have to kiss a lot of toads. So here's the situation. Kilian and Malon are dead. Naomi finds out things were better in Israel. She decides to go back. Okay? So I'm going to read her conversation with her daughter's in-law. And this is Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husband and to me. 
May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. So here's the scenario. She is going back to Israel. She thanks them for being kind to her dead sons and kind to her. But she tells them to go back and get married again. I want you guys to note this. She said they were kind to her dead sons and they were kind to her. Okay? Which means these ladies were kind. I'm going somewhere with this. Let's not miss this. They were kind. They were good women. They were good women. Okay? Let's read on. In Ruth chapter 1, verses 11 to 14, Naomi has told them to go back now. They said, no, we're going to go with you back to Israel. Okay? But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? Who will become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. The last part kind of probably explains why some good women, kind women, don't end up with Boaz and the select few do. Because Orpah and Ruth we're at a crossroad. I want to encourage you, when you come to a crossroad, make sure you take the road to the cross. When you come to a crossroad, make sure you take the road to the cross. Take the path that is godly. Take the path toward God. Okay? So notice, Naomi said, there are no more husbands. And Oprah said, peace, I'm out. Ruth, on the other hand, had a different mindset. And she moved to Israel. But let's talk about Orpah a little bit. Orpah went back. She heard there were no more husbands to marry. She went back. And I feel like some ladies are in this conundrum. They find themselves in this situation. When it looks like there's no other option, when it looks like, which is what it looks like, always looks like there are no godly men. There are no Boazes. Not only that, this lady who's supposed to be a mentor to her, someone who's more mature in the faith to her, is telling her there is no hope. There is no other man. Go back. And a lot of ladies, unfortunately, good ladies, kind ladies, hear this, believe it, and they go back. But if you know the story, when Ruth went to Israel, there was another guy. The way names are listed in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, 
is according to age. In other words, when a person's name is listed first, it means they are the older person. So Orpah often comes before Ruth, which means Orpah was older than Ruth. So had both of them gone back to Israel, guess what? There is what they refer to as the kinsman redeemer. Some translations say close relative. Some say guardian redeemer. This guy was responsible to marry the widow of a husband who had died without children. Okay, he was also supposed to restore any uh, pay off debt or buy land back and stuff like that. That's why he's called a redeemer. Okay, when Ruth returned, she met Boaz, and before she could marry Boaz, there was someone ahead of Boaz who was supposed to perform the duty of a kinsman redeemer. But the point I'm trying to make was there were two guys. There were two guys. If Orpah and Ruth had gone together, the guy would have been required to marry Orpah first because she's the older person. But Orpah didn't know this. There was a guy. She did not know. So Orpah went, goes back. We never hear about her anymore. But she goes back thinking, there is no one. And there are ladies right now, good women, kind women, thinking there is nobody because you don't see anybody. And because people who are more mature in the faith are telling you there is nobody. Therefore, they're going back into the world not knowing there is somebody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.